Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, September 2nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. The pandemic has exposed health inequities between communities of color and white Americans. It also has shined a light on economic disparities. Months went by. I'm like, when are we going back to work? The whole time, my landlord asked him for money. You know, I'm like, we're not working. Like, how can we pay anything? For families in the St. Louis area, the pandemic has brought a lot of stress. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis will have that story in just a few minutes. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is placing new coronavirus restrictions on bars and restaurants in the Metro East starting today. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. Pritzker is banning all indoor service at bars and restaurants in the Metro East. He had planned to institute these restrictions last week, but delayed after receiving pushback from local officials. The rest of the restrictions are the same as the ones he implemented two weeks ago. Bars and restaurants still have to require reservations for all guests, and they must place tables at least six feet apart. They must also close by 11 p.m. each night. The new restrictions come two weeks after Pritzker placed initial ones to lower the region's coronavirus positivity rate. Since then, it has only increased and is now just below 10%. Pritzker says he made a mistake by not instituting tougher restrictions in the Metro East earlier. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Children living in rural Missouri are going back to the classroom more than their urban peers. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on a school reopening survey by the state's education agency. A quarter of Missouri's 880,000 public school students are enrolled in schools that are fully online this fall. But the majority at least have the option to learn from home. Schools doing solely distance learning are mostly in the urban areas around St. Louis and Kansas City, where the pandemic has hit harder. About half the state's rural districts have fully reopened. Every school in the state closed when the coronavirus first hit in March. Governor Mike Parson pushed the summer for kids to return to school, but he backed away from pressuring urban school leaders. Several districts delayed the first day of school, some by two weeks to September 8th, mostly in Kansas City. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Tough on crime legislation is moving to a vote today on the Missouri Senate floor. A state Senate committee advanced the bills yesterday with one change. Members reinstated language, making it a misdemeanor to give guns to minors without parental permission. The House had eliminated that provision. The measures moving forward include the creation of a witness protection fund and eliminating residency requirements for St. Louis police. A suspect in the shooting death of a St. Louis police officer has been charged with several felonies. The circuit attorney's office has announced murder, assault, burglary, and weapons charges against 43-year-old Thomas Kinworthy. He remains in jail and is not eligible for bail. Charging documents say a man broke into a home in Tower Grove South and ordered the owners to leave. He then fired at officers who were responding to an unrelated 911 call made by the owners of the house. One officer, Tamaris Bohannon, died. Another, Arlando Bailey, was treated for a gunshot wound to the leg. Kinworthy has criminal convictions in Florida and Missouri. He was running from a warrant in Florida when he was arrested early Sunday. (music) 
The coronavirus has exposed disparities in the healthcare system and has highlighted economic inequities. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports African Americans in the St. Louis region are having a hard time recovering financially. Robin Grinston's world turned upside down in March when she had to shut down her massage therapy business to slow the spread of the virus. Grinston's 31 and she lives in Belleville. She thought she would only spend a short time without seeing clients. Months went by. I'm like, when are we going back to work? The whole time, my landlord asked them for money. You know, I'm like, we're not working. Like, how can we pay anything? At that point, I got into a deep depression. Grinston started her business two years ago. And like many other African Americans, she's facing an economy that, when it sputters, hits black people hard. Data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics show that the unemployment rate for white Americans was at 9.2 percent in July. For black Americans, it was 14.6 percent. But the pandemic made it worse. Grinston has three children, and in a weakened economy, she's gone months without income. She's applied for unemployment benefits and still hasn't heard back from Illinois. I filed for unemployment. I never received it. Um, They never reached back out. I tried to, you know, they... They said uh, once you, when you're self-employed, you have to file for unemployment and they will let you know if you were denied or not. They never told me nothing. A recent study from the University of Chicago found that black people were half as likely this summer to receive unemployment checks as white people. But such disparities in employment and benefits aren't new. Well, what we're seeing now is really just a magnification of what's been there already. That's Elise Gould, a senior economist from the Economic Policy Institute in Washington, D.C., In June, she and economist Valerie Wilson published a report on the economic inequality that the pandemic has exposed. Gould says even in states where black and white people face similar challenges, African Americans have a much harder time recovering. The jobs are returning faster for white workers than they are for black workers. And importantly, black workers have not had the same kind of safety net to weather that job loss that white workers have. The number of African-Americans in Missouri who filed for unemployment was about 42,200 in July, a drop of about 400 from the month before. About 114,000 white Missourians filed for unemployment in July, but more than 20,000 white Missourians who had been out of work the month before found jobs. And the suffering economy has affected multi-generational homes prevalent in the black community. 64-year-old Patrice Greer lives in the Ville neighborhood of St. Louis with her grandson, who helps pay rent. He was laid off from his job working in Lambert International Airport in May and hasn't found work yet. He actually helped with some of the uh, financial uh, issues in the home. He, of course, uh, eventually got unemployment and... uh, And so now we're kind of back on track. Organizations across the region have been helping people who have lost their jobs. Better Family Life provides job training courses and programs, including Scale Up. Miranda Jones is the organization's vice president of Youth, Family, and Clinical Services. She worries that black people will continue to shoulder a heavy burden during the pandemic. I think it'll just be ramping up for us. And and I think right now, in in the situation that we're in uh, with you know, African-Americans in particularly, the service jobs, the restaurants that are closing, the places that they are traditionally have been able to go work, with them being closed, I just think we're, we're, we're really going to see a skyrocket of unemployment that we've never seen before. Grinston hopes that things get back on track. She received a federal Paycheck Protection Program loan, which helped keep her office open and started to see clients again in June. 
but her business isn't what it was before. When it comes to my clients, we're like one. You know, I try to make them comfortable, feel comfortable, and we're like family, basically. So they reached out and was like, Robin, we really want to come see you, but we can't at this time. Grinston's customers are afraid to venture out, and she's worried about the future. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.